Blog Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension. A dimension of pressure. A dimension of coverage. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land. Two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man. Of help-side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. Mike and Kevin, Matchup Zone here on Blog Talk. Oh, Jesus, what happened? I don't know. I can't. I can't. Is my mic on? I can't hear you. Uh, Can you hear me? Unfortunately. Yeah, I don't hear you, fortunately. <laughs> there we go. I got it now. Uh, okay. Must have been uh, just a little, <laughs> little flick of the switch. <laughs> so, uh, Mike and Kevin here in the Matchup Zone here in uh, Phone Pack Studios in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. On Blog Talk Radio, we're going to be talking a little bit about. <laughs> we're going to be talking a little NBA Finals tonight. Uh, also talking with Adam Patterson, Flyers uh, videographer, and uh, also the uh, going in with Scott Hartnell on a new core, kind of cool. So we are sure. <laughs> see how much he'll <laughs> you have to pony up to him, and uh, see see if he'll let you get a cut. So uh, yeah, we're. Going to be talking to him, talking a little bit about uh, Joel Embiid. That whole that whole situation broke today. Also, the U- United States Women's World Cup, which I'm sure Mike hasn't watched a second of. Nope. Why? Well, exactly what you said is women, the Women's World Cup. Why would I watch the Women's World Cup? I, I barely. The only reason I watch the Men's World Cup is because we usually have a bet going on. <laughs> so you, just soccer in general doesn't. No, nah, I mean I, I watch the I watch the men's, but women's that's where I draw the line. Really? Why? I have, the women's well, have the women have won the World Cup. The women, yeah, the United Brandy States Ch- women, Brandy have, Chastain, she ripped off the shirt, the old bra. I remember. Yeah. Well, where are you now? It does not. The, the girl, women's soccer, though. Now they have a chance to win. Yeah, they're like favorites to win it. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll jump on the bandwagon. Well, they're they're so far they won. Amy, their, now Amy Wambach's playing or Abby coaching? Abby Wambach, she's playing. She's playing. Yeah. She looks like she's fifty. Well. She and she like, looks like a dude. Okay. <laughs> knock her and kick her in the teeth while you're at it. You're... No, I'm just saying. Okay. Well, uh, I think she would, many people would disagree with you, but I think she's... Uh... What, that she looks 50? Yeah. I don't think she looks 50. She looks old. She looks weathered. Okay. Well, she's played a lot of soccer. You're out in the sun for a long period of time. Yeah, point. Yeah. So uh, we, yeah, we're talking a little bit about that, but Mike, let's first get into the NBA playoffs, uh, the NBA finals mm-hmm. that are going on right now. Uh Three mm-hmm. two, Golden State. Yep. Golden State takes the league. Going back to Cleveland right now. Mm-hmm. What are your predictions going forward? Besides pouring yourself some well, more wine. Well, here's what here's what I. Before the series started, I predicted Golden State in five. And then after the first game, when Kyrie went down, I said it was going to be a sweep. Uh huh. Obviously. That You're didn't happen. Completely wrong. Yeah. But after game four, when the Warriors went small and blew the Cavs out, yeah. I then said that I didn't think the Cavs would win another game. And I still don't think so. Well, Meaning I think the Cavs, like I thought it was gonna be four, five, six over. Well, it's tough because they they did. They went small and Mozgov has twenty eight points. Doesn't really play at all. Last yeah, night, yeah, but Moscow got had twenty eight points and ten boards, and they still lost by twenty. Correct. So you got to do something. You know, you got to try to combat that somehow. Look, that being said, if Shumpert makes that miracle shot at mm-hmm. the end of game one, remember, remember the game it went in overtime and Shumpert, uh, the ball kind of I think caromed out to him, and he, yeah. he shot a quick three, and the ball damn near went in. Uh huh. I, I mean, the series is tied at two. 
and the game was tied with like six or seven or eight minutes left in the game. Like, it, it's not like the Warriors have now. Now, last night's score wasn't in, wasn't indicative of how the game was. I mean, they wound up winning by what? It was one hundred four to ninety one or one hundred three. Whatever. Mm-hmm. They won by double digits, but that I mean that was a that was a a two three four five point game most of the way. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think Cleveland has enough. I think Iguodala has brought a lot to the table. In he terms has. Of He's been awesome. Energy. I, I just I, I think it's over. I mean, even if the Cavs team uh, find a way to win Game Six, they're they, not winning. They're game not seven. winning Game Seven. Yeah, so I this, totally agree. I this, think this this series is over, and the, the the Warriors are just a better team. I mean, the Warriors are. And, and Game Six, you, like you like you said, Game Six. Uh, I think there's a I chance the that the Cavs can win. can win, but I don't think they win Game Six. They don't win Game Seven. Uh, so I think you're right. Golden State's going to take this, can, can but I ask you a it's going to be. I think it's going to. I like the fact that it would go to seven games. I think it's been a pretty exciting series. No, so it's far. been great. The rating. You see what the ratings were last night? A yeah, 14, it's a fourteen. It's unbelievable. That's huge. Like it's huge, and I like the physicality of it. I like the fact that they're banging, that they're throwing each other in the ground. Although the flagrants get annoying, but the J.R. Smith one yeah, was ridiculous. I mean, yeah, he like yeah, literally th- he jumped and threw yeah. himself into it. But I th- I like the physicality. I like that they're throwing themselves all over the ground, except Chip, LeBron. Chip, Chip Kelly actually contacted J.R. Smith after the game, tried to get him on the defensive line. Yeah. Uh, I, but the 14 rating last year, the NBA got a I think a 10. It was pretty like wow. the highest game was a 10. But the Spurs are a little bit boring. Correct. Um, you know the the Warriors bring some excitement, some uh-huh. flair. I mean, Kerry, Jesus, Marion, he's I mean, ridiculous, unbelievable. And le- he, he's the best shooter the NBA has ever seen. And here's why I say that: uh-huh. most of the great shooters in the league have been catch and shoot, yeah, coming off screens, catch and shoot. Other than like a guy like Steve Nash, now Jordan and Kobe can one, two dribble pull up, one dribble pull up, but other than Steve Nash, really breaking a man down. I mean, Curry's just unbelievable. Well, uh, step backs between the leg, just getting shots off and deep. I, I mean, he's not towing the line. He's shooting 26 footers and they're automatic. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Well, that's the whole thing. And you look at it and see, we we talk a lot about youth basketball and high school basketball and things like that. The things that Steph Curry does, it's frustrating because People are going to try to emulate it. Like you can't really emulate what LeBron does. He's he. You can't emulate taking uh, taking Green down to the post, like the six eight strong guy taking him down to the post and dominating him and just getting where he wants. You can't emulate simulate LeBron going and just dunking over three people and and doing what he can do because he's just physically stronger. And other people can't physically do that. People are going to try to physically are going to try to play the game that Steph Curry does because they see him. He's skinny. He's not that big. And they see that, and they're like, "Well, I can do that." So you're gonna. Steph Curry takes the worst shots I've ever seen, but they're great for Steph Curry. Well, that, that's, it's, it's funny you say that. My buddy's texting me last night. He's a little bit older than I am, and he's saying um, Steph Curry he takes awful shots, just four shots. You can't possibly like the shots he takes. I said I disagree. I said. They're they're good shots for Steph Curry. They're great shots now, for Steph Curry. Now, J.R. Smith does that. Anybody oh. else? A lot of times that they're bad shots, but that's who Steph Curry is. I mean, Steph Curry's going to break it down off the dribble mm-hmm. and shoot a contested three with not much with not much daylight, and he's going to knock it down. You're, I, I mean, they're they're good shots for him. They're great shots for him, and he, because he consistently makes them. And Clay Thompson, the same. Clay Thompson, yeah, the they same, don't they don't need a lot of room. Yeah, they don't. And that's the thing that's scary about them is when they're on, and. This is the scary thing about Golden State because you saw it in the first few games in the finals. Curry wasn't really playing that well, mm-hmm. but he had his teammates to kind of back him up, and it's hard to stop well, both of them. It's hard got... to stop the Splash Brothers because when when Curry's not on, the game's still close. So it's a five point game because Golden State's able to keep it close. But then you, I mean, it was a ten point lead or eleven point lead, I think, and Curry just suddenly got hot. And it's like Curry can do nothing all game, and then he gets hot. It's, That's the just thing. Such a well, you tough saw that. What, what game was that? Game three, game maybe. Three, yeah. When he he was held in check for three quarters and had seventeen or something like that in the fourth. Um, and, and that, but that's what he can do, man. They, and they can score quick. I mean, Harrison Barnes. I thought. I think I I don't know about you, but I think the Cavs. I mean, who the hell am I? 
But I think the Cavs have to stop doubling carry on that pick and roll mm-hmm. at the high at the at the top of the key. He's a great passer. He's finding he's finding uh Draymond Green at the top of the key and he's just getting rim runs with like twenty feet of clear space going to the basket. He's got like three or four options. Do I kick it to do I kick it to Clay Thompson? Do I kick well, it he's to a good passer? He's too. a good passer, he's a good decision maker. Do I kick it to Andre Godal in the corner? And I don't know if you just live with Kerry shooting a contested deep three yeah. rather than just double-teaming that high screen and roll every time. You're right. It's a, it's a tough – they're very – they can beat – and well, I think me, Kerry does a good job of, of, of using that team yeah. to, to yeah. the best of their ability. I think you have to do something differently. I mean, you saw Steve Kerr made the, made the adjustment. I mean, David Blatt, it's your move, dude. Like, you you got to come up with something here. But he doesn't have the talent. I mean, yeah, it's, well, just, okay, it's okay, ridiculous. Okay, he doesn't have the talent. Al Harrington's on the bench. Al Harrington's a damn was a damn good player for a long time. Like, you're telling me Al Harrington can't play five to seven minutes a game? Okay. I mean, get, give these guys some rest. Are you mean to tell me Sean Marion, who's an NBA champion, can't come off the bench and play ten minutes and hit a couple threes, give you some energy? I mean, why isn't he playing these guys? I don't know. I mean, there's something. I mean, really like. I mean, I mean, I could. I mean, Al Harrington. <laughs> because I think what he's trying to do with J.R. Smith and what he's trying to do with uh, with Shumpert and. Having these guys, because he's trying to he's trying to stretch the floor a little bit with Golden State. I think he needs the Golden State to kind of like spread out a little bit because once Golden State spread, now LeBron can can have more access to the basket. So I think he's trying to spread them. If if you put these bigs in there, mm-hmm. it is it's gonna it's gonna limit what LeBron can do because we talked about this last time last week. LeBron is not a dead eye, the guy who's gonna hit that shot. So as soon as the ball goes up, suddenly everyone's like putting their hands in the air like they do with Curry. So LeBron's, you're just like, oh, I wonder if he's going to make it. Right. So that's what I think they're trying to do is really try to spread everything out. Last text there. Some Dave Allen. <laughs> um, that's our friend Dave Allen. Um, <laughs> he wrote that? Dave Allen. Yes, Dave wrote that. Oh, he's hilarious. Um, so, no, I mean, <laughs> who, um, yeah, look, the 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 Warriors. Do you think do you think LeBron should be the MVP of the series? Yeah, I kind of think. He yeah, should he has be. to be. I, don't, uh, I, I mean, don't, I don't know. It's going to be awkward if they give it to him, but dude, like, if he's not in this series, no. Oh, they're they're, it's, they're if he's not playing for this team, this team's not making the playoffs. They're not even they're the Sixers territory with what with the injuries they've had. Mm-hmm. You're now, talking about Delva Dova. Uh, J.R. Smith, Shumpert, uh, Mozgov, like, this, that's not a star team. Like, people would be predicting the Sixers to beat Cleveland if that was the case. However, LeBron, one player, has made this team from probably the first or second pick in the in the draft to NBA Finals contending with a chance to win. Like, that's ridiculous. LeBron has to be up for the MVP. And here's the thing about the LeBron haters, and there's so many. People hate on LeBron. People just just well, why do you spew think, hate. Why do you think that? Because because people just le- want to hate something. Here's the thing: people want to hate greatness. LeBron is the best pl- basketball player in the world right now. There's no one better. No one can do what he can do better than he can. The, LeBron's the best basketball there, player there, in the world. Something... So every, well, how can you hate the best basketball? It doesn't make any sense to me. There's something missing though with him. Like, what is it? Like. He doesn't have that. He's he's the the killer instinct's not there. No, but like there's something missing in terms of like why people don't like like it's like the theatrics. I, I, well, it's the, it all goes back to yeah. It's the it all goes back to the uh, to the the whole entire thing with the with the heat with the what did what did they call it the decision? Yeah. And and having that whole entire having this hu- huge so- showcase to kind of show himself off. I think that's what really rubbed people the wrong way. No one have no one's really liked LeBron since. And it's funny because the the Cleveland haters are all back in because he's helping them win, but they hated him more than anyone. So it's a lot of people hate LeBron because of that decision. If it was just if it was completely different, if he stayed with Cleveland the whole entire time, won some championships, there wouldn't be the same hate. It, people would have just. It's I think the hate stems from that. But at the same time, I mean, you're hating the best player in basketball. No one can beat him. No one can. No one's better than LeBron James is right now. But, but uh, and again. Uh, you know, you know, I'm a Jordan guy, but look, I, LeBron's great. LeBron's fantastic, but he's just not at Jordan's level yet. Yeah, and I don't know if he's going to get there. But and and I love how 
I love how everyone says, well, you know, Jordan didn't win until he got this guy, or, or, or look at Jordan's teams. And I always can, I always can tell like, well, a LeBron hasn't won. LeBron won with great players. Correct. You know, he's gotten to some finals with not so great players. Again, I always say the, the East has, has not been very good. But if you look at the past champions, Kev, like everybody's won with somebody. Like I go back to 1980. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Lakers won. Magic Johnson, best player on the team. He had loaded players. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the Rockets in 81. I mean, who did they have? Moses. Um, I don't know who they they had, but. And then the Lakers in 80. The Lakers win in 82. Uh, wait, no, this isn't right. What are you reading right now? Oh, that's the Western champion. So you're talking about. So you're right. Like, everyone. No, has, but look, but look, look, look. Like, okay, yeah. look, like, like, like the Bird teams. Like, they were loaded. Yeah. The Magic teams loaded. Correct. The Pistons had a couple Hall of Famers on that team. The Rockets had a couple Drexler and Elijah on. Um, uh, the, the Bulls. The, the Bulls. Then you look at the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. The Celtics with Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett. Uh, the Spurs with Duncan and Robinson. I mean, I mean, no, nobody's won alone. No. Well, that's the thing. Except, People... except the team. The, the, the outlier is the 2004 uh, Pistons. Chauncey Billups tried the best player on the team. Now they had they had Rip Hamilton. Prince they had was ridiculous back then. Ben Wallace was, was a monster. Yeah, Rip Hamilton was a mm-hmm. very good player. I mean, they they had a really good team. They did um, with no superstars. They didn't have that legitimate superstar, and they and you could kind of tell when those guys all kind of broke off and did their own thing that they were not uh, obviously the best uh, the best players, but they played so well as a team that they kind of showed the team. And that's listen, Golden State has the Golden State has the team. But they also have the superstar in Curry. So I think that's what really sets them apart. But, yes, I totally wait, wait, agree. Wait, LeBron wait, needs wait, to be wait. in that conversation. LeBron needs right. to be in the conversation. If, if they, even if Golden State wins, he needs to be yeah, up for the no, MVP because no, no, there's I, no I way agree. that that team I agree. I agree. in the now, playoffs wh- without him. Where would Golden State rank? Well, let me see, let me, let me see this, okay? Um, Western Conference. Western Conference, oh, uh, Western Conference champions. Let me go to this real quick. Um Okay. This like where would this Golden State Warriors team rank in terms of the best? You know, San Antonio no, Lakers in the mid no. early part of the decade no, the Mavericks in '06 no. no, Spurs no, Lakers in '08 with Kobe Shaq no, no, Lakers again, Lakers Maverick, Oklahoma City Thunder in 2012 with mm, the, I don't even with Durant Durant mm, Durant and Russell with the Westbrook they yeah. had a lot and Perkins was on the top of his game right. they were a good very then, good then team. San Antonio last two years like I don't no. think they get by any of those teams no I don't think so either I think this they they caught the West and we talked about the West is very strong but they kind of caught the West at a weak time if that's possible just with the the decline of the Spurs the decline of the Mavericks. I just think uh, the Lakers falling off. It's just it's not the same Western Conference, which kind of shows the NBA how bad it is because the Eastern Conference is awful. So we're joined right now by uh, Adam Patterson. Adam is the uh, is the video coach for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Adam also is uh, starting a uh, starting a business with Scott Hartnell, where he's creating this core. Uh, it's called the Naked Core, where you can see through it. So really cool stuff. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, Adam. It's it's great to, it's great to have you on. Now, Adam, kind of let's start with uh, with this the whole entire thing with the naked core. Uh, you and Scott Hartnell, and we watched the video. It's 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 great because uh, you know you kind of get Scott in there, and it's it's fun to kind of see him and and uh, see that experience. But it's a cool it's a cool concept. You kind of have it still refrigerated, still cool, but you can kind of see into it. So you know when you're when Mike's going to grab another glass of wine. I can just be like, what kind? And he would just kind of point to it. Yeah, and I guess, you know, that's how the idea was born. Uh, Initially, you know, I'm a guy that likes to have, you know, have a beer here and there. And uh, I really always loved the sight of a beer on ice. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, it always just kind of struck me. And I had a moment, uh, you know, a few years ago, I live in South Jersey over here, and I was out with my wife. And the bartender was setting up for a night and she was pulling drinks out of like the fridge that you can see in the front of and was setting up behind the, uh, the counter. And I, she put one right up against a little piece of plexiglass and it was like, you know, my aha moment that everybody talks about the light bulb moment. And I said, why has no one ever put a window on a cooler before? And, you know, mm-hmm. from that moment on, that was four years ago. That was May of 2011. 
Uh, I've been four years of, you know, chasing down patents and trademarks and, you know, engineering, designing and all that kind of stuff to get here today. That's really cool. And it, it is. I mean, especially now, it's it's the perfect time with the summer coming up and everyone. And it's I mean, we talked about there's there's so much beer out there. There's so much variety. So it's not like you go to a party now and everyone's just drinking out of a keg because it's such a different world that we live in where everyone wants their craft beer. Everyone wants their specific specific styles. So the core becomes more and more prevalent where everyone's kind of lugging their core in. So when you you can kind of set your set yourself apart with this core with this core, I think that's really cool as opposed to kind of like the the regular red and blue just kind of generic generic kind. I, I think this sets it apart, and I think that's really cool. Absolutely, and and, and like you know they they change the cooler colors and maybe the shapes and stuff, but like uh, you know over the years the design really hasn't changed. Other you know they put wheels on them, they've done stuff, but like the general aesthetic of a cooler has always kind of stayed the same. It's you know the the four walls of the lid, and, you know, we were, we were able to keep the four walls, and we put, you know, windows all the way around us so you can actually see inside, you know, and the, the, the thing for me is, like you said, everybody's into the craft beer now, and if you're drinking the high end, even the vodkas or liquors or anything you want to keep cold, this is kind of a way to maybe even show off a little bit what you're having, or if you're having a party, um, you know, we always saw, like, I've been to parties where they have five different coolers, and there's a taped up piece of junk label on there that says water and then the other one says beer and the other one says this. This is another way that it just kind of eliminates it. You could have a party, put the kids' drinks in one, put the adults' drinks in the other, and everybody's going to know what's in what. Man, I, I wish – can we can we make one of these for, like, women? You can kind of see what's going on. What, in their head? <laughs> like a woman? Yeah. Yeah, just good, be right? good looking. We, we, do make, we do make it in the pink, actually. Pink's going to be one of our color choices <laughs> for women, so uh, – you know, I, I don't know if that was the direction you're going, but uh, you know, we do actually offer four different colors with it right now, and uh, pink is one of the colors for it. But I, I guess if you're drinking off, I guess if you're drinking off of the beer in the cooler, and the, you know, in the naked cooler, then uh, I the guess the women will you, get that, naked, that, that's naked for it. you. That's it. I get well, when you're, <laughs> my head. That's yeah, all subliminal. It's all in the name, right? It's all subliminal. Because you're the one drinking. So if you're the one drinking, they're not going to get naked. You're going to get naked for them. Yeah. But remember, if you lie to yourself enough, you actually believe it. Okay. I agree. Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not a lie if you believe it, right? <laughs> that's, 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 I think that's what I was going for. <gasps> yeah. So Adam, uh, tell us how you got Scott involved in this. Uh, I know this is kind of your your baby. I know you you did a lot to kind of get this going. How did Scott become involved? Scott Hartnell, a former flyer, become involved in this whole entire uh, enterprise. Uh, yeah, it was it was really strange. Like I said, you know, I had the idea about uh, four years ago, and I was telling a buddy of mine that I worked with the flyers. He was our massage therapist for the team, you know. Um, and I was telling about this idea that I had, you know, I said, I really think this is going to be like a game changer. I think this is kind of the next big thing. And, you know, I didn't realize, but Scott was around the corner. We were down in Florida. We were playing the Panthers. And there's, a, you know, in the locker rooms, there's kind of a maze sometimes where there's, you know, rooms behind rooms. He was actually getting uh, work on around the corner. I didn't know. And he came out and he said, I don't even know what you're talking about, but I want in. And I said, I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I heard you say something about a game-changing an idea, and I, and I want in on this. He's like, uh, you don't have to tell me right now, but whenever you get to come up with it, make sure we sit down. But I want in whatever whatever's going on here. And I, you know, at that point, I had literally at that point I was like probably three days into my idea, and I was just beginning. Like I had uh, started a patent scope, and the, you know they run the idea against other ideas. And you know after my patent scope came in, the uh, patent lawyer said, hey, you know I think you might have something here that can get through and get a patent. And, uh, and I told Scott, and he's been you know the best supporter you could have from here. He's he loves it as much as I have from day one. Wow, I, I guess the pressure's on once uh, Scott Hartnell says I want in. You're three days in and go, oh crap! I really got to get on this now. My game. Yeah. <laughs> I better, I, I better get a business plan together here. Yeah, um, you know, at, and at that point it was just really just a concept. That, you know, like uh, you know, a, a we wanted to be able to see if if this could even be done. You know, like uh, see if somebody had done it. You don't want to be infringing on anybody else. You want to make sure you can get your own patent if you're going to do something like this, obviously. And then. Uh, you know, from there, it was just, you know, we started with a simple CAD uh, sketch drawing and that moved on to like a 3D, 3D engineering. And it's just kind of, you know, it, it's been a long process, but, you know, uh, you know, I'm taking my time. Obviously, I work with flyers. I'm not in a, a hurry to lose my job or get out of here anytime so I can kind of take my time and make sure that this has been done right. Like, what, what's the process in getting a patent? Like, is that a, is that a pain in the butt? Like to get yeah, something big time. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's two general types of patents you can get. You can get like a design patent, which are 
a little mm-hmm. bit easier to get. They're more like just, you know, a, a change on something, or you can get a utility patent, and they're really difficult. Like, utility patents are hard to get. Um, they're they're quite expensive, but you pay more for the lawyer fees, essentially. For, you know, like, to be able to get a utility patent, you have to have a good, you have to have a good attorney. And, you know, I had gotten put in touch with somebody who was really good just by freak chance that this, uh, somebody knew this guy. And, you know, our patent had gotten denied two times, and on our third time it got approved, which was great. And, uh, you know, that's, ever since then, that was last, like, July, it's been kind of full steam ahead with us. That's awesome. I mean, it's – it's. I like the I like the whole entire idea. I like the kind of the the uh, the idea of the whole of the core. I, I enjoy that. Now, kind of going into uh, you're the you're the video coach for the Flyers, yep. and a very cool job a job that I think a lot of people would would be very interested in. Uh, tell us a little bit about your your kind of responsibilities, and and especially with this team and a, and a team that you know is kind of up and down right now, and a new coach and. Uh, talk talk to us a little bit about you know what's going on with with the Flyers. Where do you where do you kind of first pers- see them going in the next few uh, in the next few years? Well, you know, obviously here there's a there's a great core of players here. Like the, the team that you know that was in the finals. I was actually just watching the game right now between Chicago and Tampa Bay. Um, you know, we don't have a whole lot of guys that are left from that team. You know, we were two wins away from the Stanley Cup in 2010, and you know they traded Carter and they traded Richards, and you know we kind of reset, but like. The guys we got back in return are really good hockey players. Jake Voracek and Wayne Simmons have all had career years last year, you know, and obviously Claude Giroux is a big name on this team. Um, you know, and it is a team I think it's in a little bit of a, you know, a transition and a rebuilding mode since Hextall's been here, but, you know, he has a plan, and he's going to stick to that plan. That's, you know, from building from the inside out with this team. You know, we're going to really, uh, you know, make sure that we stockpile through the draft and, uh, you know, try to look at the long term instead of, you know, maybe things in the past where they've traded young players away for guys that are, past their prime and then you know you end up losing a little bit of uh you know some use that way and the flyers are, are, are a franchise that have they've had tons of coaches in the last you know 15 years i mean it, what's the feeling on hackstall is, is he someone that the flyers feel like they can they can keep long term and, and kind of um you, you know have him build something uh you know positive here Absolutely, and I think you know that's that's what he's preached from day one coming in here is you know he's got a plan and he's going to stick to his plan and there's you know nothing's going to change change what he thinks or how he thinks uh, you know a team should be built and how they should be uh, assembled. You know he obviously had great success in Los Angeles there and they won a cup and you know they've done you know they built a lot of uh, their team through the draft and um, I think he's really trying to you know instill a culture here more than anything. You know the Flyers have. I've had a lot of success over the years. I think people here lose a little bit of sight, but you know this is you know the second most winning as franchise in the NHL behind the Montreal Canadiens. So you know over the years, this is my 14th year where we've missed the playoffs twice uh, out of those 14 years. But at the same time, we've had five. This will be the fifth coach coming in now since I've been here in the last 14 years. Jeez. But obviously, That's... you know you know the market here in Philadelphia is tough. They, you know yep. they love. They love teams that compete and they can play hard, but at the end of the day, like they, they want to see a win, and it's all about wins and losses here. And you're right. And, and I, I look at the Flyers. Uh, it's a very, it's a very unique fraternity of fan of fandom. I think you know, there's there's a lot of the four for four guys, but the Flyers fans are kind of they separate themselves. They, they they have that, especially when you talk about you know the Philadelphia fans and that toughness. I mean, I think the Flyers fans pretty much embody that. And you're talking about, you know, you have to keep them happy, and that's why I think a lot of things change. It does become frustrating. I mean, I know when I played, there's the, just switching coaches all the time was definitely def- was a frustrating thing. You so played it, hockey? I did. I I I played without skates. Uh, <laughs> well, but Still the hockey. yeah the the whole entire thing. I just I think that. Uh, Kind of getting that, that that excitement built and and having a young guy with his philosophies coming in from a, from the college ranks, I think that's going to be great for the for the Flyers and and what they're gonna what they're gonna be doing uh, in the next few years. Now, Adam, you kind of you, you've been watching the Stanley Cup Final, I'm sure, and uh, a very exciting series so far. Where do you think? Where do you see the Flyers in terms of uh, being able to get to that cup in the next few years? With when you look at what Chicago has, when you look at how they built, and what you look at uh, what what Tampa Bay did. Well, I don't think the Flyers are very far off. You know, if you look at you, you might be a piece or two away. Obviously, you might need a defenseman here, but the team the team's close. Like the team's really close. You know, you 
it, it was evident if you look at our record here, it was some, I couldn't give you an exact number, but I know coming down the stretch we were, you know, pretty much undefeated against playoff teams, but we were struggling against lower-end teams that weren't making the playoffs. And for whatever reason that is, you know, that's an inconsistency thing or whatever you want to look at. That, but we were beating the good teams coming down the stretch here, like in the, this year, like the Chicago's and the teams that are playing now, like uh, Anaheim's and teams like we tend to match up really good against teams, and maybe we were playing to other teams' levels. And, you know, like I said, or like you mentioned, you know, we've got a coach coming in from, you know, out of college with, you know, little or to no professional experience. But, you know, you, you look at what the Eagles did with Chip Kelly and stuff in here, maybe an outside right. voice is a fresh voice and a, and a new perspective that, you know, maybe he, you know, a lot of these guys that have coached in this league, maybe he sees something that other people don't see because he hasn't been here. It could actually be an advantage for him. And I, I that's a great point. Uh now, Adam, kind of, kind of going back to, uh, to I know you're a big beer guy. Uh, what, what is your drink of choice right now? I know in the next few weeks we're going to be doing a uh, summer beer contest uh, at the Mexican Food Factory, in Marlton, New Jersey. So I just wanted to see if what, what is your beer of choice right now during the. My favorite uh, beer right uh, now is uh, Dogfish 60 Minute IPA. Great call. That's if, I gonna, if I was going to pick a beer, that's that's my probably my number one. Now I'll tell you what I'm what I'm drinking right now in studio, and it's it's very gimmicky, but I've I've never had something like this, so I, it's like an, a novelty. It's that not your father's root beer. Have you ever tried that by Small Town Brewery? Uh, that's funny you said that. We had uh, I had some people at my house here uh, just last weekend, and my neighbor uh, gave me one of them, and I yeah. I really thought I was I thought I was drinking a root beer. Like I couldn't believe how much it tasted like a root beer. Like and it's you know it's seven percent alcohol or something in it. I think it too. Like, it's, it's pretty strong. It's very dangerous because I, I I drank. That's what I, that was the word. That was the exact word that came out of my, my mouth. I said this could be really dangerous. Because it does. It tastes like soda, and you, I feel like I'm at the diner just getting free refills, and you're just all of a sudden you're you're hammered because yeah. you're just drinking root beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it is. It's very good. I'm drinking it right now. I'm gonna give Mike a Mike. I'll give you a little. Give a little, give, a little taste. I'll give you a lot of little shot ew, out of this glass from 1983. So. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely uh, I like the I like the sixty minute IPA. I like the the whole entire idea. Now the Naked Core. Uh, where can we where can we go and buy some uh, the Naked Core, Adam? Uh, you can go to our website nakedcore.com. There's a buy now tab right on there. Uh, we're doing a Kickstarter campaign. We got 15 days left on our Kickstarter campaign. Um, you can go to Kickstarter, just type in Cooler. It'll be the first one to pop up, or uh, Naked Cooler. It'll pop right up. You know, obviously uh, any support I get from the uh, the Philadelphia area here is great. Uh, much appreciated. That's awesome. Fans out there, go and go and uh, pick yourself up at Naked Core. Adam, we can't we can't thank you enough for joining us tonight and uh, coming on the show, talking a little beer, talking a little core, talking a little flyers. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, right. Adam. See you, Adam. Take care, Adam. Adam Patterson, uh, Flyers video coach, pretty, talking to a little. Pretty cool. Yeah, that is, that is cool. That's a good idea. I like it. By the way, this is unbelievable. I knew you would like this. Yeah, but like, like this is dangerous. It is. This dangerous. is dangerous because, like, I'm drinking this. And it tastes just like it, it tastes, tastes like a exactly. better. It tastes like a better root beer. It tastes. There's no. It's Next, like a very good yeah. root beer. And like you're just banging these down. Next thing you know, like you got the Tasmanian Devil like in the back seat. <laughs> like this is like unbelievable. Wait, I beg your pardon. What's the Tasmanian? Devil? I, 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 dude, you don't detect one hint of alcohol. No, you really don't. It's unbelievable, and it's like six. It's it's. Five point nine percent alcohol, so pretty much six percent alcohol, which a normal like summer beer is like four point five, maybe a, a, a higher content is five. Like you're not going to get a six percent alcohol, and it tastes it really does. Like a, a twelve pack of this, I can drink a twelve pack. I mean, I can't imagine the sugar level. You'll be a fat fuck, or you'll be a, oh. a fat guy if you just drink this nonstop. Because I mean, it would be like drinking a. a more fattening root beer. Yeah, I think it's that's good though. Yeah, it's very good. I oh. mean, when taken in moderation. Yes. Which we're not great at. Amazing at. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, what do you what do you what do you got tomorrow night, Kev? You think this series is over? I don't know. I think. What the hell. Jesus. The stone cold glass shattering. Oh, got him! Great one. Thank you. Uh, I think. <laughs> I'll get him. <laughs> I think Golden State. I think the Cleveland can win this one tomorrow. 
Uh, I think Golden State has has fought. I I don't know. They're going to go small. I think that it, the problem with Golden State, if they're not on that streak, if they don't start making those shots, they're not going. They they might not win. I think Cleveland with the home crowd. I think they fed off Golden State's yeah. crowd last night. I think Cleveland's going to take this one. I think it's going seven games. Steph Curry's mom is pretty hot. Jesus, she is. Don't you think? Yeah, she is. That's Del out. Del out. Del out kicked his coverage on that one. Well, he's yeah. I mean, he, he played in the NBA though. I feel like yeah. if you played in the by, NBA, by, you by can't have like a way. By the way, by the way, dude. Like Tiger, like he is so friggin' ugly. It's unreal. There's so many people uglier than he is. And name two. Sitting right here. <laughs> Seriously, dude, he is so disgustingly ugly. And he was like getting all those hot chicks. It's unbelievable. I don't think he's disgustingly ugly. He, dude, he's up. Did you take that hat off? He's got like, like so LeBron's hair looks terrible too. Um, who said LeBron's good looking? Okay, but LeBron couldn't get any girl he wants. Right, and that just goes to prove that women want two things. What? A, a big something? No, money, and then I was gonna say more bank money. Account. Yes. Really though, like, like, dude, you mean to tell me if Tiger Woods was a school teacher, he'd be getting supermodels? Come on, dude. You never know. That, yeah, yes, I know. I know. He is an ugly-looking bastard. He's not ugly. He's definitely not he's ugly. Big old I wouldn't, teeth. I wouldn't call. Oh, so he's does, got a five head. So does Tom from Palmyra. You don't well, see. But Tom's see, not banging see, supermodels either. Seems uh, to be doing okay for himself. But he's got. He, uh, Tiger's got big old, big old teeth. A big old forehead. Okay. A. a I mean, just shave the head at this point, dude. Okay, well, I don't think he's ugly by any stretch of the imagination. I do. Okay, you're you're coming hard at Tiger. I mean, I'm just saying, yes, if he was a school teacher, he's not getting the, the same caliber of girls, but he's not going to marry, like, some gross, ugly... Hammenegger? Yeah. He's not going to ma- marry just, like, yeah, some some nonsense. I disagree. Now, Mike, we, we got to talk for a second, because I know this is very hard for you. Uh, what? The past week... Yes, I know. I know you've been you've been dealing with some emotions. Am I correct? I guess so. Okay, and I'll and I'll explain why. So, what was the big thing that happened uh, this week in terms of something that you hold very dear to your heart? Um, the Chicago Sky won the opener of the WNBA. What? I don't know what happened. Uh, oh, oh, oh! I got you. Yeah. Dusty. Yeah, was this a, was it a tough one? No, Dusty wasn't tough. Dusty, Dusty the death wasn't Dusty tough. Dusty didn't hit me that hard. Why? I was never a big Dusty fan. I mean, he was he was too much of a nincompoop. poop. He's too much of a baby fan, though. Like, now we talked about we talked about wrestling from the back in the day. Uh, and the common man. But like we talked about, like the, this guy was a professional wrestler and he was a good one. Look at him. I, dude, and he could wrestle, and he could go like an hour, dude. He would he would wrestle Flair for like an hour. I mean, he could because they weren't doing anything good. Like you good, at, dude. They're still wrestling for an hour. Like they're, they're just walking we're around. good, good. So so you're saying today's wrestling is good? No, but they're they're wrestling's a friggin' joke. They're laying on the ground for probably. Rick what are you Flair talking would, about, Rick dude? Rick Flair would take two steps and then flop dude, on the ground. Rick Flair, they'd Ricky lay, Steamboat, they would go they'd at smack it each for, other. Yeah, but they smack each other for a little bit. An hour. Yeah, but an they hour. weren't doing Hulk like the justifying things that are happening. An hour. An hour. Think about dude. An hour. An hour. Not 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 like Hulk Hogan could wrestle six minutes and then drop a leg. Listen. Listen, an hour. If you were wrestling for an hour every single day, you wouldn't look like that. <laughs> you wouldn't look like Dusty Rhodes. Dude, that would be dripping off you, dude, not I'm gaining just, on I'm you. I'm just saying, man. Like he's he could go an hour. I know he could go an hour, but they weren't doing anything. What do you mean, more doing anything? Like they were wrestling more than they do today. Today's That's a, insane. Dude, today what? Because they jump off because they jump off the top turnbuckle. Like these guys were like actually doing wrestling moves. They were constantly moving and uh, you know suplexes and and I mean, uh, seriously, what do they do today? They do, like, crazy stuff. They're, They're running crazy, all over the place. But crazy stuff doesn't equate to, I mean, yeah, so they jump off a, they jump off a steel, they jump off a, I don't know. Steel cage? Yeah, it's a, no, today's wrestling is a joke. But, okay, so. It's, it's more talk than anything. Like, seriously, they, they barely wrestle anymore. Back, and back, I agree. Back, back, I agree. Back then, at least they would do the promos, but the wrestling, they would, they would always wrestle. Like, yeah, but you're talking about an hour-long match. 
these hour-long matches, they weren't doing the same things that they're doing now. Like, they weren't running around. It wasn't as... You keep saying running around. Yes, they were. Like, they're doing... They're whipping people into the ropes. They're doing suplexes. They're clotheslines. It wasn't as labor-inducing. If it was as labor-inducing, these guys would look differently. How many fat guys wrestled? Yeah, but dude, you gotta understand, nowadays you can't get a look unless you're just a steroided-up freak. I agree, but... If you took me and you made me wrestle okay, for an then, hour, then fat would dri- I don't, I'm not on steroids, then, and fat would drip off. I would on, not look I'm like that. I'm on steroids that. right now. You are on steroids. On steroids. <laughs> how, no, but how come, how come Hogan couldn't wrestle for an hour? Because he's all, he was on steroids. Uh, and he still couldn't move. Like, they're all slow and lethargic. Yeah, but Flair, it's dude, like, but Flair used to move and wrestle, though. No. He used to like he used to like move, dance around, and like strut for a little bit. That's All right, not moving. What are you talking about? Like, dude, he he was a sweaty mess at the end of a match. Watch a wrestling match now with the people jumping all over the place, jumping and like flipping all. It's like dude, crazy. Dude. So you equate the flipping with like exercise? Like, so they flip they flip once every seven minutes. Great. Here's what I don't equate the exercise laying on the ground. Like, what are you talking? You said they just lay on the ground. Like, they did. They did. That's I don't equate exercise to laying on the ground. That's what they did. They would like do it. The big the big thing that people would like their heads would explode is when they did like a double clothesline. They would lay there for 15 minutes. No, they would. Like, they would lay there. Would go, they would lay. They would lay there would until the rep got to the eight count. And yeah, but one that, would get up. Yeah, but the eight count would take about two minutes to get to. Oh, there were counters one, back one then. would get up and then. They'd be like, okay, he's okay, and then Flair would drop back down, and they'd be laying on the ground for another five minutes. And then they'd get up, and they'd be like, okay, dude, chop dude, each other, I, then they'd dude, lock it up. You're the only human being above the age of 30 who actually thinks today's wrestling is better. I'm not saying today. Yes, I'm you just, are. Yes, you are. I'm saying You love, like, who's the, who's the, like, you love, what's his name? Uh, who's that guy? Uh, John Cena? No. Randy Orton? No, you love the guy, The Miz. Or something like you love those guys, Seamus. Like these guys are just ass clowns now. What do you think people like who, who like? What do you think people like Greco-Roman wrestlers thought when like Dusty Rhodes came out? He's like, look at his fat ass. Like, are you kidding me? Sumo, a, what do you think Sumo wrestlers thought when Dusty Rhodes came out? Like these these guys are like spinning in their graves, no, going no, like, no, I can't du- believe wrestling du- is like Dusty this. didn't hit me hard and. I was a little so like Flair was actually the day Dusty died. Flair was at the Cavs game that night. What, um, what do you think he should have been there for the family? No, but I mean, you don't drop your tickets to the NBA no, Finals. No, you, you don't. But like, yeah. What is the uh, etiquette right there? Because I don't know. They're, what, what they're, do you mean? I don't know the closeness of Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes no, or their relationship. I, I, I but I can either. imagine that they both came up around the same yeah. time. So you think that you thought it was a well, slap Dusty's in the face? Dusty's 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 no, I didn't think it was a slap in the face. You're not going to drop him, but I, I don't know. It was just it was ironic that the day Flair that the day Rose died, Flair was at the game. I well, know. I think Flair was and probably he was wooing all over the place. Yeah, but I think Flair was at several games, but no one cared until Dusty Rose died, and then they're like, "Oh, there's Ric Flair again," but no one ever shows him because it's like, why would I show Ric Flair at a basketball game? Because most NBA fans, besides you and I, would be like, "I have no idea who Ric Flair is." Did you imagine Ric playing? By the yeah, way, you know, what's, know what's weird? I was driving the other day. I swear I saw Ric Flair. I was driving, and there was a guy with bleach blonde hair, sunglasses, mm-hmm. like in a suit, but like bleach blonde hair. And I was just looking. So at Flair he, never dyed his hair. Like an, like an older guy. I was like, that has to be Ric Flair. But he took, and he was in an Escalade too. I was Fla- like, dude, Flair's got about ten hairs on his head, and seven of them are dead. Like he's the guy just shaved his head too. Who's uglier, him or Tiger Woods? Um, well, Tiger, because you bring the age in the factor. So you think Tiger's uglier? Yes. Than Ric Flair? Yeah. You just, like, hate on Tiger. Tiger's definitely a better-looking guy than Ric Flair. But Ric Flair probably has a hot wife. What's her name? Miss Elizabeth? I don't know. You you know uh, all that. Uh, I think he's divorced. I don't know. Oh, really? Why don't, you, why don't we have a Kickstarter fund to raise 500 bucks to figure it out? <laughs> I'm going to ask him live on the air. Have Flair call us? Yeah. What a scam that is! Yeah, Dusty, Dusty hit me. Now, see, you don't remember. You're not old enough, probably, to remember the um, the the TBS six oh five to eight oh five on Saturday nights with TBS. Correct. Yeah, that, dude, I used to live. I used to go to my grandmother's house every Saturday. My sister and I used to get. We used to go like five o'clock. My sister and I every we'd watch it six oh five to eight oh five every Saturday. We'd go up in the one bedroom and just watch TBS. I just have a question, because yep. I'm trying to calculate some yep. numbers right here, because yep. every wrestler that you talk about wrestles for an hour every single day. 
How many wrestlers were there? Because if they all wrestled for an hour every single day, these hour-long well, matches. Well, Flair didn't, Flair didn't wrestle a ton on the. You know, he did a lot of the promos, but you would get like Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man Valiant on there. Wrestling get, for an hour? No, this not is an hour. Two hour not program. an hour, dude. No, no. Like you get the Road Warriors. I mean, the Road Warriors were taking care of their guys in about. No, the Road seconds. Warriors were like the the. They were the first, like they were like annihilating people because yep. they would hit people so hard, yep. and people probably didn't, weren't used to that. But then you had like Arn Ant. Yeah, it was just it was just great. Like the NWA was better than the WWF back then. Okay. Um, it's just the, w, the WWF marketed their guys better. Vince McMahon, they just New York City, they just they just marketed their guys better. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the NWA had a better roster in terms of wrestling talent. Um. But I, I think WWF had had more character, like more characters. Yeah, if that makes sense. I agree. I think I think you're you're completely right. I think, uh, yeah. Who knows? What's going on in this game here? The Lightning are knocking on the step, the doorstep here. Yeah, three two. Actually, Chicago. Oh, Chicago leads three to two. Wow. What are you talking about? Chicago leads three to two. It's zero zero. They, the series. Oh, the series. Yeah. They yeah. lead three to two in the yeah. series, and it's in Chicago. Yeah. Well, they win this game. They're taking the cup. The Lightning's. The Lightning's. They're really forechecking tonight. What does that mean? I have no idea. I know you don't know what that means. They're cycling too. <laughs> I've never even heard of that one. Shooter from the blue line. We got a call on the line. Caller, welcome to the matchup zone. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up? How are you? Not much, man. I, I really have nothing to offer on hockey, so I don't know where the conversation is right now because I, I guess I missed the majority of the show, correct? It's, it's not really on hockey. We're just jumping. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you want to talk about? Well, I was going to wait until you guys got into the finals, really, uh, if you guys wanted to talk that. Yeah, we, we, talk, we talked a little finals. We can talk a little more. I mean, we were talking uh, – talking. We Mike and I both think that – that, that uh, well, you think, Mike – it's probably going to be over here. I think it's going game seven. I think Cleveland's going to take this game and uh, they're going to move on. So I think that's, it's going to be an interesting, interesting what happens tomorrow night. And here's what I, like we were saying earlier, the golden state's a tough team. Cause if they get cold, they're, they're not, they're going to be pretty, it's not going to be tough to beat a cold golden state team. So I think the Cleveland, they feed off their crowd. I think Cleveland with the home court advantage can kind of take game six and end up uh, taking it to game seven. Yeah. Hey, man. Interesting things have happened before. Uh, I'm I'm more along playing the line of Golden State comes out, takes the punch that Cleveland gives early and maintains and wins the game. Uh, probably close, but, I mean, it, it's just only so much you can do, man, when you don't have all of your talent there and you got a guy playing in his fifth straight finals. Like, Cleveland's legs are dead. They don't have enough talent. It's, it's To make it this far, six games is an accomplishment in itself. Yeah, I, I, I personally I would give LeBron the MVP of the finals yeah. myself. Now, 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 Kevin and I were talking earlier. Like, how come Al Harrington and Sean Marion can't get any? How come they can't get any run here? I, I mean, those guys are proven veterans. I mean, I, I don't understand. Well, well, for the, well, you guys were just talking WWE for the same reason Jake the Snake Roberts and, and Macho Man or somebody's not wrestling right now. They, they're old and washed up, man. <laughs> when yeah, you do see them play, they can't move. I mean. It, well, but Mike Miller, Final Mike time is undefeated, as they like to say. Mike Miller can move better than Dusty Rhodes. I, I mean, Mike, <laughs> good point. Good I mean, point. Mike, Mike, but at Mike, least Mike Miller gives you the option of if he's open, he'll hit a three. So I guess Black got desperate enough to give him a try. But James right. Jones and Mike Miller, like, come on, man, those guys are horrible. Uh, How old is Al Harrington? Like, is he? Is, uh, I want to see. Is he? Is he that old? He came I mean, out. He came out straight out of high school. So he, he got a lot of minutes on those I, knees. I, I feel like he came out. I'm in about, he came out ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah. No, he came out that. Is it that long ago? What, what, let me look at the. Yeah, man, it's been a while. <laughs> he's from North Jersey. He went to, he went to, he went to Patterson he's County. He's my age. He's he's thirty five. He's fifty six. Oh. <laughs> thirty five. He's oh okay. <laughs> he's older than I thought. Okay. Yeah, and trust me, I played. Right, pick but he's, up. he's an old thirty five though, because if you when you yeah, like if you look at all those high school guys who came straight to the league. It seems as if those minutes have kind of added up and gave them a younger, a younger old man uh, period. Like we see Kobe breaking down now. Yeah, you're and, right. You know, we saw Garnett. Garnett, yep. I mean, I think a lot of those high school guys, 
And that's the scary thing about LeBron because now he's kind of getting up in there into that that thirty range, and what's what's going to become of him in the next few? Is, is it me? Is it me or did LeBron? Does he did he lose a little explosiveness? I, I, yeah, I just, his legs. That's that, that's what I, that was the point I was trying to make about his legs. His legs yeah. are gone right now. Five straight finals is a long yeah. time. Yeah. He needed a two week right. break during the season. Remember that? Like yeah. this guy's yeah. worn down pretty good. And and remember. The defending champion Spurs got beat by the Clippers this year, and it wasn't because the Clippers were better. It's because the Spurs had you know those two straight long playoff runs. So I, I mean, all of us I think would bet on the Spurs if they had to play again. But yep, and yep. minutes add up. Yeah, that's a good point. I saw a stat. I don't know if you guys saw the stat earlier in the finals that they flashed a stat up there that in the in within a five year span. Uh, LeBron has played the second most minutes of all time. I think Larry Bird was one. Yeah. And we all know what happened to him at the end of his exactly. career. His back and, back and Achilles and all right. that. So, I mean, LeBron's logging a lot of miles. He's got a lot of miles. Um, and right you, out of high school, he's only 30. I mean. And you talk, <laughs> you talk about these guys, too, and, and people get start, they forget real easily because then you get, into, you get into the world championships and then you get into the Olympics and it's, it's that kind of year and everyone wants LeBron to represent Team USA. And it's like you go through these long seasons you need you need that break. I mean, especially this is the NBA we're talking about. This is the these are the three hundred best players in the world, and you're competing every single day, pretty much. I mean, you need that break at the end of the season. And when you go from, I mean, they start in October, and he's still going in June, and yeah. we'll we'll go for another week. I mean, a, you know, half a week. It's that's a long season to jump into something right away. I mean, take three weeks off. It's just it's not you're not gonna you're like you said it's it's not gonna happen overnight. You're not gonna magically heal. And you can see that he's aged. You can see that he's tired uh, in these finals. Well, the big debate—the big debate now—is is Jordan versus you know Jordan or, or LeBron. Well, let's ask the caller um, what, what he what he thinks. Does, does LeBron have a? Well, well, <laughs> well, I, I gotta say I'm biased on this because I I grew up in Illinois, so I'm a Jordan guy. So fine. I grew up in Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, I watch so many games, but I do have to say though, in my older age now, I've kind of, I've kind of come to the point of I'm saying there's a Hall of Fame, and then there's the big room where certain guys go to. Yep. So both of those guys go into that big room, and I just keep the debate to that because it, it, man, once you start talking about who's the best all time, number one man, everything is influenced by your bias. Cause look, yep. you put those Wilt numbers up against anybody, and you say, okay, Wilt kind of could play a bit, huh? Or you put Russell's rings up, and you're like, okay, Russell won yeah, but, every every right. chance he got. Go ahead. Well, you look at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, the his, numbers, yeah. his numbers are insane, yeah. and the championships and the MVPs and all these things. I mean, college, professionally, what he did, and and Mike, Mike, you always say this: like you, to be considered, it almost seems like you have to be a, a wing or a guard as opposed to a big because yeah. the bigs just don't get the, the bigs same can't credibility. Do what the big, I feel like the bigs should be – I feel like centers should be in the category by, them, by themselves. They just can't do what wing players can do. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, they don't have like the ball. Like take over a game. Yeah, like they just don't have the ball in their hands all the time. Um, I, I don't know. To, to me – Yeah, and then you add, you add in the three-point shot. You take that away, then the bigs become even more relevant. And then you start seeing, you know, what we saw in the early days where everybody got a big and that was your dynasty, your bigs. Yep determine you would win chips, but that's, that's why I go, look, there's Hall of Famers, and then there's certain guys who are in that room, and in that room is Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Jordan, LeBron, like those type of guys. Clyde yeah. Drexler, he's in the regular Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. that's, like, that's that's how I pose. That's a, that's a great what, point. What, what, I apologize. What's your name? We never got your name. Naj. 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 What, that, we thank you so much for your call tonight. Uh, last question before we go. Uh, what are you drinking this summer? What's what's your drink of choice for the summer? Well, I'm going to probably mess this name up, but what is this called? Tecate? Is that what this is called? Tate. I don't know, but I got a 30-pack for like 15 bucks, so this is it's what I'm drinking. I like go. that. You can't beat that. That's a good summer beer, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nas. Thanks for the call, buddy. Yeah, thanks a lot for calling in. All out. right. Have a good one, y'all. You too. I'll, I'll tell you what. He... Yeah, he, like brought, he brought up some. You know, I really like what he said. With there's a hall of fame. Yeah, you're right. And there's the room. There's like one little section of the hall of fame. He's, he's right. Like, like I'm sorry, dude, but like Drexler and, Shouldn't be and in Gary the same Payton. Room like as, you yeah. guys are in like down the hall. A yeah. Bit. Alonzo Morning. Alonzo Morning and he's Mitch like Richmond, right at the entrance. Yeah, you're you're greeting people at the door. 
Like, like he's right. Like Magic and Larry and Jordan and LeBron and Kobe, you know, those yeah. guys, they're they're in that like that separate wing. Yeah. No, that's, that's a, that's a that great, that's a great, that's a great way to look at it. Now, speaking of future Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. now the Sixers Chris got Bosch. some yeah, Sixers got some crazy news this uh, today and yesterday. Uh, and there's a lot of speculation what's going on with Joel Embiid, uh, the the Flyers' number one pick, uh, third third. Sixers. Would I say Flyers? Flyers. Oh, sorry, I'm still. Can you skate? He can, not very well. His foot's broken. Uh, so. He's stuck. You have Joel Embiid. They say his healing is not work is not as where it should be. It's not healing like it should be. They're talking about another surgery now. Ah. There's, there's a lot of speculation that he's going to miss this the, season. He's probably the, the definitely old on big the shelf. Yep. The old big man. Now you have, you only know have to hope for now, Kev. What's that? You got to pray the Lakers take Russell. See, I don't you know. have to pray for it. No, you because because to... where do where do you go? Let's say let's say the let's say. Um, Okay, let, let's say the Timberwolves take Towns, which they're most likely going to yes. take, and let's say the Lakers take Okafor. You got to get Russell. You got to get Russell because here's the thing: you have Sarich. It delays the process a little bit. You have Sarich coming in, who's a, you know the, the going to be the four spot. You can put Noel at the at the five. Then you got to get those wing players around. I think that's a solid one-two punch. I mean, Sarich is playing out of his mind. We can get Eurojohn back on here and talk about Sarich yeah, for an hour. I just don't trust. Yeah, but Bobby you want, do you, do you trust Embiid? Oh no, no, no. I no, mean, no. what what were we potentially? In? This yeah, but, yeah, but here's my thing. Here's my looking back on the draft. Okay, mm-hmm. looking back on the draft, you had the third pick. Where else are you going? Dante Exum. Julius yeah. Randall. No, you're right. I mean, you know, like you got to you got to take a shot to be great. It, oh, I th- I think it was a good shot. And yeah. here's the thing, it's not over yet. No, it's I mean, not. he he's he's going to be on the shelf, but you're trying to heal him. You never know what what exactly is going to happen with Embiid. Uh it could be he could be out for a little bit of this year. He could be out for the whole entire part of this look, year. But you're, look, you're you not tr- winning for a minimum yeah, of, what, you're not winning for a minimum of 2 or 3 years anyway. And exactly, what are you trying to accomplish? And this is a big thing and I was talking to my buddy uh Justin who's who helps us out here and there. He said that we were talking about this, and he's just like, yeah, but you need that. You want to kind of show that you're going somewhere this year. And I think it's a great point. You have to show that you're going somewhere this year. Because if you're talking, you have all this money, you have a ton of money, you're trying to sucker in a good free agent, you have to show that you're going somewhere. You can't fall into the same thing and tank three years in a row. You can't. No one's going to come here. So you have to legitimately make a consorted effort to say, we are going somewhere this year. We are going to do some special things this year. And you can't just yeah, but like, rest what, on it and just be like, match? oh, well, we, Embiid's hurt. What how are we many, How do? many wins did they have this year? 19 or something? Yeah. Or some, like, what can can they win? Like, let's say Embiid plays, like, what do they win, 27 games, maybe? 20, maybe. 25, 20, like. I mean, it's still, if, if you, 27 games might get you that eighth, eighth spot in the, the Eastern the, Conference. The, the, the only thing is, like, three more years, like, if they're starting to contend in three more years, LeBron's on the way out. Like Correct. he's on the downslope, so you don't have to fight the whole LeBron thing, yeah. you know. Because like, let's face it, like let's say you're let's say you're really good now, like you're not getting by LeBron most likely. So I guess that's the only positive is it gives LeBron a little bit of time to get out. Who else in the East are you really like? Oh man, the, you know, are you really afraid of the Hawks? Are you really nah. afraid of the Wizards? Like you know, it's it's not the '86 Celtics or the '83 Sixers, so. You're right. I don't think there's. I, I mean, the Eastern Conference, uh, and yeah, that's that's a good question because we're going to talk about this in an up- upcoming show about who kind of is the next superstar of this league. I mean, you look at the young players now. I, I think it's still Durant. I think it's going to be Durant. You know, I mean, for a while. Oh, Durant. When did he come out? Two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot, he's not that young anymore. I mean. No. What's he eight years in? Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Who are the, who's going to be that? Who's going to take over that superstar reign when LeBron and all these guys go? And he, we might know him right now. He might be playing in the league Curry? right now. I mean, yeah, Curry's right there. Show brought to you tonight by by Phone Pack, supplier of all Graco products. We are just a phone call away. Eight eight nine two eight. Also brought integrated plan. Renee Shaw. If you're an athlete looking to transition into a career outside the athletic field, contact Renee two six nine seven six zero three eight five seven. Uh, hit us up on Twitter this week at the match underscore up zone. Any questions, uh, send us an email, the match zone at gmail.com. Uh, Mike and I uh, want to thank Adam Patterson, the uh, Flyers Flyers video coach, for calling in today, giving us a little uh, insight onto the naked core. 
We also want to thank Naj, who's listening live, uh, for calling in and talking a little bit about uh, the NBA Finals as well. Uh, Mike and Kevin will be back next Monday night. Until then, guys, we hope you have a great week. Drink something good. Thanks again to uh, Small Town Brewery for the root beer. It's really good. Until then, guys.